We're going to go on a little bit of a journey here tonight, and I just feel like God's going to have his way, if that's okay. Turn with me to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We'll begin at verse number 6. I'm going to read it in the, uh, in the Amplified Bible. I'm not backslidden. It just uh, kind of helps with a little bit of understanding. If you have it in the KJV, you can read it there, but I believe they got it up there in the Amplified. I want to give honor to my pastor, to my pastor's wife, Bishop and Dr. Myers, and this amazing, amazing East Wind family. Amen. I got your Bibles in your hands because I want you to give a woohoo for how amazing they are. <laughs> Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, and then we're going to jump down or uh, across really to 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 4. The Bible says... And you know what restrains him, speaking of the Antichrist, now from being revealed. It is so that he will be revealed at his own appointed time. The mystery of the lawlessness, rebellion against divine authority, and the coming reign of lawlessness is already at work. Somebody say it's already working. But... It is restrained. Someone say it's restrained. Only until he who now restrains it is taken out of the way. This Antichrist will be held back until the one that restrains him is removed. Someone say until he. Now jump with me to 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is the one that restrains. The one that is working against the spirit of the age. Greater is he that is in, someone say in me, than he that is in the world. The church, Christ in you, is what's holding it back. And until you're raptured, the Antichrist cannot do what he wants to do. For the next few moments, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on resisting the resistance. Would you set your Bibles down? And would you lift your hands all across this house? And I'm asking you to lift your voices like a mighty army. As loud as you can lift them. I want you to call upon the name of the Lord right now. For 30 more seconds, lift your voice.
Amen. Amen. One more time, clap your hands. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. I made mention this morning, and I want to make mention of it again tonight, that for the last few services, especially last Sunday and Sunday night, even into this past Wednesday and the last few Wednesdays, uh, Pastor Myers is really gone into some spiritual warfare as he has been preaching, coming against the spirit of this age. And uh, I was doing a few things around the house, listening to him on Sunday morning, last Sunday morning, and he said something prophetically, and I don't know if many of you heard it, but he said, coming to the conclusion of preaching about the death of Jeroboam, that uh, he feels in the Holy Ghost that Eastwind needs to get off of the defensive and step into the offensive side. And I feel that God is trying to shift something in the atmosphere, and the enemy is doing everything he can do right now to resist the church. If you look at 1 John 4 and verse number 5, I'm going to read this in the Amplified again. The Bible says, They who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it. I'm going to say a few things on this foundation tonight that is probably not very culturally accepted, but I want to serve notice to the spirit world. I want to serve notice to the spirit of the age tonight that these young people of which there is an assassination on their head from the enemy to come after the next generation. I want to speak to that for just a moment. Just this past week, a large department store that many of us frequent hired a transgender Satanist to sell products at this very large department store. Things such like pins that you wear on your clothing that says Satan is for transgenders. This man is celebrated by culture. When he was fired because of the backlash that came against this department store, immediately they began to broadcast him and support him. And his pins on Etsy sold out immediately, saying Satan is for transgenders. Sam Smith, alongside a transgender artist by the name of Kim Petras, a few months ago at the Grammys, stood singing a song literally entitled Unholy, dressed in all red in pure satanic worship. And our culture praised it as cutting edge. They worship this man that has converted into a woman. And they said, that's what real courage looks like. This doctrine 
is being fed and pumped into our schools. They are trying to release laws to allow children of which they say cannot drink by the age of 21 because they're not mature enough to handle alcohol are allowed to make the decision to mutilate their bodies and change themselves from one gender to the next. This is the spirit of the lawless one. And I want to tell you today, the Lord spoke to me as I was getting ready to preach on college campuses all across Maryland. And he said, the spirit behind your education system is that of Babylon. The spirit of Babylon that is infiltrating our public school systems wants to take the children out of the church and indoctrinate them with the way of the world. I did a little study on how Babylon would work on their captives. One of the things that they would do many times is they would make those that they took from their land eunuchs. What does that mean? They could not reproduce. It is the work of the spirit of the age to take apostolic young men and young ladies and stop them from producing spiritual things. It is the work of the spirit of this age to infiltrate them with the doctrine of this world and tell them convictions will not allow you to make it in this world. Separation will not allow you to stand in this world. But I am here under a holy unction of the Holy Ghost to resist the resistance tonight. Bible says in Daniel 1 and 3, And the king spake to the master of the eunuchs that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes, children in whom were no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science and such as had the ability to stand in the king's palace uh, and whom they might teach the learning and the language of the tongue of the Chaldeans. Uh, they want to take the tongue of our apostolic truth uh, and they want to replace it with the tongue of the world. And the king appointed them daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine that he drank. So nourishing them three years and at the end thereof they might stand before the king. But Daniel 1 and 6, now among these were the children of Judah. Someone shout Judah. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You might know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But I want to tell you that these were the children, someone shout, of Judah. Why is that important? Because Judah means praise. And the enemy is after the praisers of the Most High God. But I want to tell every apostolic young person. And I want to tell every parent. Don't let them praise the things of the world. Direct their praise into the things of the kingdom. Because if you ever put a praiser in a tight situation. They shall not, will not, and Never bow. I 
I want to tell our young people tonight, hear this preacher. The world wants to tell you, uh, you can't be apostolic. The world wants to tell you, uh, you can't love God with all of your heart and be a success in this world. The world wants to tell you, uh, you'll never do anything uh, if you hold on to your apostolic truth. Uh, But I'm here to tell you, uh, it is a lie uh, from the pits of hell. Uh, God will elevate you. Uh, God will use you. God will anoint you. First John 4 and 5. Let's continue. The Bible says, Therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world with immoral freedom with immoral freedom, listen to this next statement, and baseless theories. You know what that word baseless theories means? It literally means without foundation in fact. We are living in a world that says your feelings are facts. We are living in a world that says if you feel it, it's a reality. You better hear this preacher. Your feelings are not facts. The enemy will play your emotions. The enemy will play with your thoughts. The enemy will play with your mind. And if you buy into the theology of the world that says how you feel is your reality, you will be caught up in the world. I want to tell you the fact is, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Job 12, 15, verses 12 through 13. Why doth thine heart carry thee away? And what doth thy eye wink at? That thou turnest the spirit against God and lettest such words go out of thy mouth. The Amplified reads it this way. Why does your heart carry you away? Allowing you to be controlled by emotion. And why do your eyes flash in anger or contempt? Verse number 13. If you give yourself to your emotions that are not of God long enough, this is what's waiting on you. That you should turn your spirit against God and let such words as you have spoken go out of your mouth. You better hear this preacher tonight. How you feel is not always the reality. And if you give in to every emotion, the devil will take that emotion and he'll turn it against God. I'm here tonight to tell you uh, you're not depressed uh, like you think you are. You're not suicidal like you think you are. You're not downtrodden uh, like you think you are. You're a child uh, of the Most High God. I've come tonight to resist uh, the resistance. tell you it's why the apostle Paul says with all boldness you've got to cast down imaginations in every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God you got to learn how to take those negative emotions and throw them at the foot of the cross. you got to learn how to take those negative thoughts and say that's not how my God would think Bible says cast your cares upon him the New Testament church was never meant to be a carrying church it was meant to be a casting church 
You aren't meant to carry those emotions. You're meant to grab them and cast them. Negativity comes, grab it and cast it. Suicidal thoughts come, grab it and cast it. Heartache comes, grab it and cast it. Pain comes, grab it and cast it. Quit walking around with the thoughts of the world and let God show you He's love, joy, peace. Talk to some young people. Sometimes your thoughts are a call to prayer. You ask God to use you. You ask God to anoint you. What if He's anointing you and calling you to a prayer room and not a pulpit? What if He's anointing you and calling you to intercession and not a solo? Don't make it all about the pulpit or the platform. You hear this young preacher, you hear me from my heart. Since I was five years old, all I've ever wanted to do was preach the gospel. But if you ever find fulfillment in the pulpit and not in a prayer closet, you'll end up a reject with nothing. But if you ever learn how to fall in love with Jesus, you got to hear me learn how to fall in love with the Lord Almighty. If you'll fall in love with Him, He'll keep you. He'll guide you. He'll walk with you. Lift your hands right now. I release a spirit of prayer. I release the spirit to go on the side of the offensive. Come on, lift your voices. Our second wins conference. Brother Aaron Bounds was sitting in that second row. My wife and I were praying together. We go from city to city, from place to place, encountering different spirits, different principalities, different powers, different rulers. You have to understand that not every prince operates in the same city as they do in other cities. The prince that you're fighting in Palm Bay is not the same prince, most likely, that somebody is fighting in Tennessee or Missouri. That's why you can't pattern everything you do after somebody else. They're not fighting the same devils that you're fighting. I'm not saying good principles aren't good principles, but what I am telling you is you've got to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. One of the things that I learned coming into different cities, my wife and I, she's a lot more, well, I probably shouldn't say this, I'm the one preaching. She's a lot more sensitive to things in the spirit than I am, sadly. She feels things at a deeper level. I've learned that that's, that's really... That's really what, what the Lord was saying when he said the woman was the weaker vessel. Does it mean that she's not as strong? It means that she feels things differently. She's more sensitive to the emotions and the things of the world. And so one of the things that Brother Bounds, thank God for a minute, God, we were sitting right there, sitting right behind you two. He came over, he put his arms around us, he began to weep and prophesy into our ear. He said, when you go into cities, you're thinking thoughts of depression and suicide. When you go into cities, you're thinking all of these amazing, crazy thoughts. Not amazing thoughts, crazy thoughts. He said, and you're wondering why you're feeling these things. He said, hear me. He said, you're feeling what to war against in the spirit. 
like me. You've asked God to use you and then you wake up in the morning with a hard thought. Maybe God's calling you to intercession for somebody in your school. You've asked God to use you and you wake up in the morning with heartache and pain and you're saying, I don't understand why I'm feeling this. Maybe God's giving you a burden to tap into spiritual warfare because somebody needs you to break through on their behalf. I release a call of intercessors. I release a call of prayer warriors. Everybody wants a pulpit nowadays. Why don't we learn how to fall in love with a prayer closet? First oh, John 4 and 5, it continues in the Amplified. It says, demanding compliance with their opinions and ridiculous, listen to this, ridiculing the values of the upright. If that does not sound like the day of which we are living in, friend, you're crazy. Hear me, now more than ever, you've got to resist the resistance. The way you're going to do that is understanding the voice of God in your life. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 3 and 1 that the word of the Lord is precious in those days. What does that mean? That means not many Heard from God in those days. It was few. One heard it here. A prophet there. A king here. A judge there. They would hear the word of God. But thanks be to God to our church. The Bible says. He who hath an ear. Let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. What does that mean? That means God's not just speaking to the man in the pulpit. But he wants to speak to every young person. He wants to speak to every person. That considers themselves. Just a laity member. He wants to speak to every mom. Every dad. He wants to speak to every young person he wants to speak from the pulpit to the sound booth from the left to the right but the key is he who hath an ear to hear let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church can I tell you I have had many many pastor Myers ask me how do you know the voice of God how do you know what the voice of God sounds like but what's so funny sister Alexis is I've never had anybody ask me what does the voice of the devil sound like everybody says seems to know what the voice of the enemy is but nobody seems to know what the voice of God is I have a question if you know the voice of darkness and not the voice of light in what company are you in more often we've got to learn the voice of God in the ancient days there was a form of torture called distraction that's where this that we call distraction where you look left and you look right and you're always distracted. ADD people shout amen. Amen. It literally was an ancient form. They would take four ropes, one to each arm, tie each rope to a horse and a rider, and they would spur the horse forward and rip the man lift for limb. That was an ancient form called distraction. You know why? Because the spirit of distraction in this world wants to do exactly that to every person that's here. It wants to pull you every way except the way of the cross. It wants to pull you left, right, up, down, every way but the way of the path that is narrow. But it leads to salvation. 
I'm here tonight to tell you, you've got to turn the voices off in your life. You've got to learn how to guard your peace. You've got to learn how to protect the peace of God. If you're watching something and it makes you uneasy, turn it off. If you're scrolling and it disturbs you, shut it off. I'm not here to be hard on you young people. I'm here to help you resist uh, the resistance tonight. Uh, you got to turn off. Uh, be real. You've got to turn off uh, Snapchat. You've got to turn off uh, Instagram. Uh, you got to turn off uh, Facebook. Uh, you got to turn off uh, all of the junk of the world. Uh, and you've got to learn uh, the voice of God. I know you know what's trending. I know you know what's popular. But what is the Lord saying? What kind of revival is He wanting to send your school? What kind of revival is He wanting to send to your lost loved ones? Turn the voices of the world off and let's hear the voice of God. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Resist the resistance. God's speaking in your life. The Bible says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. If a voice is speaking to you and it causes uneasiness, it's not the voice of God. If it causes fear, it's not the voice of God. If it causes trepidation, it's not the voice of God. But when you hear that voice, there's a peace that comes with it. There's a joy that comes with it. Come on. We've got to tune back in to the voices that matter. We've got to tune back in. Boy, I feel something kind of pushing against me right now. Let me tell you what it would do really good. I'm not your pastor and I'm not your youth pastor. And if he wants me to stop, I'll stop and give him the mic. You ought to try 30 days with no media. You ought to start tonight a 30-day media fast and you wouldn't sit on the back row anymore. You ought to turn your Facebook, Instagram, Be Real, Snapchat, Twitter, and everything else in between off. And then tell me if you don't have peace. And then tell me if you don't have joy. I'll tell you what will happen. You'll hear the voice of God. I'll tell you. I'm preaching to a few parents right now. You ought to shut the voice of Fox, CBS, ABC, and everything else off and hear God for your family. Come on. We want to hear God. Let it create in you something tonight. A hunger for the voice. Resist the resistance. Come on, come on, lift your voices. Rakanda Rashataha.
Young people, you're not too young to prophesy. You're not too young to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. Elders, it's not too late for you to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. Come on. It's time for us to engage a Spirit-led life. We've got to turn on the flow of the Spirit. We've got to turn on ourselves and say the only wind that's going to blow this ship is the wind that comes from heaven. Take me where you want me to go. Lead me, Lord, and I'll follow. I wish I had a young person that would shout an elder that would testify and a parent that would raise the roof. You want the change to break off of your home? Turn the TV off for 30 days and let God speak. I'm not preaching against everything but fresh air. I'm trying to tell you, you'd be shocked how clearly you can hear the voice of God when you turn the puke of the world off. You want bondage to come off of your family? You want bondage to come off of your mind? Quit watching darkness. Tune in the light. Resist the resistance. Resist the resistance. Esther said this a few weeks ago. For those that are led by the Spirit. They are called the sons of God. I'm hurrying. Please don't check out on me. We talked about Daniel today. Daniel chapter 2. I didn't elaborate much on it, but I'm going to elaborate a little bit more tonight if it's all right. The Bible says that the rock, we know that after today is Christ, smites the images of the world. And here's what stood out to me. After the rock smites the image... The the rock does not grow into the mountain until first the wind blows, right? That wind represents the spirit. We know that, right? If we want the kingdom of God to increase, and Isaiah said, to the increase of his government and peace, the note or the byproduct of an increasing government in your life is peace. The mark of spiritual authority is peace. The mark of spiritual authority is not your ability to cast a devil out or pray somebody through to the Holy Ghost. These signs are going to follow the believer. I don't want to know how many devils you cast out. I want to know how's your peace. I want to know can you sleep through the night. I want to know are you being tortured in your mind. Now listen, I know that there are real mental issues and we believe in doctors for those things. Do not misunderstand this preacher. But I also believe that we let too much rob us of our peace. 
My peace is not worth some junk on Instagram that's going to cause me to get jealous over somebody else. My peace is not worth Dr. Fauci or whoever else is preaching garbage into the atmosphere. My peace is not worth what the Republicans or the Democrats are doing. My peace is not worth... No, you're not going to take my peace. I'm going to walk after the Spirit. And I'm going to live a life of peace. And when I lay my head down at night, I'll sleep through the night. You want your peace back? Be led by the Spirit. I see a lot of parents standing, but I see a lot of young people sitting. And this is supposed to be a youth-led night. Young people, I'll be bold with you. Because you're younger than me. You ought to delete Instagram tonight. You ought to delete it off your phone. You ought to never go back to that chat room. You ought to never turn back on that website. You ought to fall in love with the Word. You ought to fall in love. I wish somebody would resist. It's not worth your salvation. Come on, lift your hands. Resist the you see how many likes I got? Cool. How many people have you prayed through? How many Bible studies have you taught? You see how many followers I have? Cool. How many saints are in this church because of you? You need to quit worrying about the culture of the world and get a kingdom mentality. God, I feel like I'm strangling a spirit that's got people held captive. This thing's about souls. This thing's about the lost. This thing's about going to heaven. Come on. Resist. Resist. Come on, lift your voices. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. Lift your voices. on press in right here lift your hands and press into the spirit right now we're gonna serve eviction notice to that wicked spirit that's been robbing some people come on lift your voices let there be a birthing of spiritual warfare let there be a baptism of spiritual warfare let there be a baptism of intercession let there be a baptism of praise let there be a baptism of fresh conviction
on. There's a resistance happening. And it's for the good. I feel the kingdom of God saying, You're not going to have my kids. You're not going to have my future generation. You're not going to have it. If you're worried about doing music, we're not going to have music tonight. So don't worry about that. Get into the spirit right now. We don't need to worry about any of that. Music to the ears of the Lord will be the sound of intercession from the next generation. I wonder what it would sound like in this place if the elder and the younger said, not now, not ever. I wonder what it would sound like in this place if every tongue would say, you can't have my joy. You can't have my peace. Resist. No, not a pretty resistance. Get ferocious. Like you know your life is dependent on it. Get angry. Get a holy boldness. Let there be a baptism of hunger and desire. Come on, you can't have my joy, you can't have my peace. You ought to pray until depression leaves your home. You ought to pray until darkness leaves your mind. You ought to pray until hell begins to remember how powerful you are. You ought to shout. Come on, that's it. That's it, young people. Get a burden for intercession. Get a desire for the things of the Spirit. Come on. I don't care about your kills on Call of Duty. You don't need to worry about Fortnite or PUBG. Get a hold of the Spirit. Get a hold of the Spirit. Come on, that's it. One generation to the next. I'm asking for an elder to find a young man or a young lady. I'm asking for a parent to bow with your kids and say, this is how you intercede, baby. This is how you get a hold of God, son. This is how you touch the throne room of heaven. This is how you pray until the angelic steps in. This is how you worship until angels descend. I don't care if you're 10, if you're 12, if you're 20 or 25. 
tonight is a night of resisting the resistance. Come on, pastor. You're never going to have to war alone. Come on, parents. Let's tap into the spiritual warfare that's been going on in this church. Come on. You hear me? It's time to step into the offensive. You hear me in the prophetic right now. God is changing the posture of this church tonight. God is changing your posture. You will not bow in fear. You will stand with boldness. And you will run after the camp of the enemy. Lift your voice. Shout and praise the
This is where you normally quit, young people. But I challenge you to press in. I challenge you to stretch yourself in the things of the Spirit tonight. This is where you would normally let up. And you'd go home and say you had a move of God. I wonder what would happen if you'd let the flow get a little deeper. Oh, come on. There's an angelic presence in this room. Let the flow get deeper. Come on, get a deeper prayer life. Get a deeper consecration. Come on, pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Come on, that's it. You ought to pray for another young person. You ought to pray for another young person. I pray for a fresh baptism of conviction. I pray for a fresh baptism of old-fashioned Holy Ghost conviction. I pray it, oh God, let there be a release of old-fashioned conviction. The kind of conviction that says, I don't care what the world says. I've got a relationship. I've got a relationship.
we're, we're not going to stop the spirit. But I want to, can I have everybody's attention just for a second? We're not going to stop the spirit. Pastor and I feel the same thing, that there's this barrier that we're trying to get through. And when we get to this point, Pastor said, we feel like we don't know where to go from there. What's next? Where do we go from here? It's just what I feel in the Holy Ghost, what I want us to do. I want all of the young ladies to get together, and I want all of the young men to get together. If you want to, young ladies, you want to come to my right, your left, young men, come out from the wall, come up here. And then I want the parents, mothers, elders, I want you to gather around the young ladies. I want the men to gather around the young men. One can put a thousand, two can put ten thousand. We're going to break a barrier tonight. I'm telling you what I felt in the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you what I felt in the Holy Ghost. I said it already, but I'm going to say it again. There's going to be a posture change tonight. We will not leave this place being defensive. We will leave this place on the offense. Ah, ah, ah. I prophesy to the darkness in your home right now to be dismissed. I prophesy to the heaviness in your life. Oh, his burden is light and his yoke is easy. Young ladies join together. Young men join together. Parents, elders, gather around them. And I want you to lift your voices. I want you to pray. Until it shifts. You you push. Until you feel the weight come off. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let the tears stream down your face. <laughs> come on, mamas. Come on, ministry. Lay your hand on their head and impart the prayers. Come on, sir. Lay your hand on that young man's head. Come on, sir. Lay your hand on their head and impart some things. Pray until you pray in a way you've never prayed before. Lift your voice and shout until you feel an anointing you have never felt before. Come on, we're going to have the victory of Jehoshaphat tonight. We're going to have the victory of Jehoshaphat tonight. The Bible said Israel begin to praise the Lord. And they begin to worship the Lord. And as they praised and worshiped, God won the battle on their behalf. Lift your voice in praise and then worship. And God is going to go before you.
Come on, mama. Pray those prayers over that little girl. Come on, dad. Pray those prayers over that boy right now. You ought to prophesy over your sons. You ought to prophesy over your daughters. The enemy is prophesying their future. I wonder if parents would begin to prophesy their future in the kingdom. The enemy saying what their future looks like. But I say the kingdom speaks a different word. I see preachers. I see preachers wise. I see Sunday school teachers. I see Bible study teachers. I see prayer warriors. I see intercessors. I see missionaries. I see apostles. I see pastors. Teachers. Prophets. Evangelists. Come on. Listen to me for just a second. I want to speak directly to our young people. The reason that we are on the defense is because we have forfeited the offense. If I was to use a football analogy, you have to go on the defense once you punt to the other side. And when you give the enemy the moral high ground and you punt, you go on the defense. The way that we shift to go back on the offense is the young people need to be praying for the adults. The young people need to be leading in worship. Even in these circles, I watched it when I felt the Holy Ghost spoke this to me. The adults are going around and praying for the young people. You need to pray for others. The young people need to lay their hands on young people. I want young people to find their parents or somebody. I want you to lay your hands on them. And I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. uh, And you'll move from being on the defense uh, to being on the offense. Uh, When you begin to pray, when you begin to worship, when you begin to intercede, you'll shift from being on a defensive posture to being on an offensive posture. And God will give you great and mighty victory.
your people, you ought to find somebody, lay your hands on them, and pray in the Holy Ghost. Push, push, pray until something happens. Push.
That's it. Every revolution in history was started by young adults. Come on, we speak a spiritual revolution. It's got to come from our young people. Come on, young people. Start a revolution. Start a spiritual revolution. We come against the spirit of intimidation. We speak under the boldness of the Holy Ghost. That's it, young people. Now go on the offense with your worship. That's the other way you go on the offense. Go on the offense with your worship. That means you begin to worship with boldness. You use your mouth. And you begin to worship with boldness. Come on, young people. Everybody under the age of 25 years old, lift up your voice now in the shout of triumph. I'm tired of being the devil's punching bag. I'm tired of going to bed at night with condemnation. I declare victory. You ought to shout, shout, shout. It set your voice like a trumpet and shout unto him with the voice of triumph. We shout for the battle. We shout for the battle.
When you're tempted in your room, when you're tempted in your car, when you're tempted on your phone, when you're tempted on your laptop, from now on, don't just give in to the temptation. Stop and go on the offense and begin to praise. Begin to worship God. Begin to pray unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Begin to take new territory. Hallelujah. That's how you go on the offense. You get a Bible study under your arm and you say, I'm going to teach somebody a Bible study. You can practice on each other. You can practice on your family. Come on, I'm not going to just be receiving and taking and, and having to absorb everything that hell's got. I'm going to go on the offense and take new territory. Every time you worship God, you don't have to be in church to worship God. Every time you worship God in your home, in your room, in your car, you change the atmosphere. That's why the enemy will always fight your worship of God. But lift up your voice in worship. Ooh, hallelujah. Resist, as Brother Dylan was preaching tonight, the onslaught of the enemy. And let the church rise up in this day and age. God has given this generation a double portion for the age. Come on. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. God's got something great. God's got something wonderful. Activate it in the Holy Ghost. Do you believe it? Clap your hands.